All right, but I I did just hit record, so as of now, anything you say can and will be held against. You know what it's like. You're married. <laughs> there we go. All right, get yourself okay. in there. Let's How's get the your art here? in there. How's the lighting? Garbage, but who cares? The lighting on the paintings looks amazing. That's what counts here. Yep, Let's move it a little is. back. You're just trying Great. to push me off the camera. Basically. Okay. Welcome to week two of the Geek Meets Business um, radio show, podcast, um, and all that good stuff. Oh, some people are actually saying hello. I didn't think people actually watched Instagram Lives. This is kind of cool. Um, so, if you're watching this now on Instagram Live, I'm sorry, even though you're here live, you do not get um, the most amazing audio that's being recorded in Brooklyn tonight. If you want that, check out iTunes probably later this evening once the edit is done. Um, why don't so uh, Moshe? Why don't you talk a little bit about what we're doing over here? So we are doing our second podcast. It's Geek Meets Business. So if you're a geek or just a regular guy, and you want to turn your idea into a business, <clears throat> that is a conversation here. So uh, I have a lot of experience doing that. So. That's what our show is going to be about. Uh, yeah, so between the two of us, I am the person who knows way too much about technology and next to nothing about business. Because it turns out that while you can Google just about anything about audio, video, technology, and get really, really good information off of the internet, doing the same about business, you can Google. You can Google all day, every day, but the information that you get is so, you know, if, if you buy the wrong microphone, chances are you still have a good microphone. If you get bad business advice, it's just bad business advice, and you can end up, you know, you could end up either not growing the way you, sh you can or should, or you can even end up delaying success for such a long time that you just give up entirely. And that's where people like Moshe and his fidget spinner come along. And uh, you see, if you're watching on Instagram Live, you, you know what color the fidget spinner is. If you're listening to this later, I'm sorry, you should have been on Instagram. Does this come in audio, the spinner? You can hear it? it sure it does. Wow, it great sound. These, yep. Like I said, the best sound in Brooklyn tonight. So, so last week we were speaking about different steps that you take to launch your business. We mentioned social media, which would be LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Did I miss, any, miss anything? Snapchat? Uh, yeah. Which one are we on right now? Oh, and Instagram. Yes. I'm sorry. Now, obviously, every business, I would say, specialize in different Platform. So I would say even though Instagram probably is the hottest one today, in general, I would say art, anything visual, generally will do better with Instagram. Twitter, more newsy stuff. But these days, everyone's on every platform. But you'll see that certain platforms, you'll get better or worse responses. So how about for someone like me, for somebody that wants to, that knows a lot about audio and wants to use that knowledge to train people how to podcast? What's a platform to start on? How do, you, how do you approach the platform without being too pushy? Is being too pushy even something to worry about? How do you introduce yourself to a platform? Well, with your English accent, you won't sound pushy. You'll just sound very elegant and professional. But I would think podcast, of all things, which is becoming popular, 
more and more and more, which is funny. It's like a throwback. You know, people are leaving radio. <laughs> now they're just doing radio shows, but it's recorded. It's on demand. But I would say podcast is a great way because people hear the quality of the audio and people care about the audio because when you're forced to do one thing, you end up noticing everything about it. So on Instagram, you may not care or notice audio so much. However, on a podcast, all you care about is audio because that's the only thing you're hearing. Um, so let's do a good example. So you're, you're trying to train people in podcasts. So what do you do? So let's say we talk about Facebook. Um, this is a tough one. <laughs> Such a niche business. But if you were in the live scene doing concerts, right? A big part is taking pictures of you and yourself talking with and also these huge you know these master soundboards that all look fancy oh sure yeah a 30 channel mixer of which you use one channel but you still look 30 channel busy right we need to you have know? like a hashtag you know a hashtag 30 channel busy yeah <laughs> so pictures of yourself doing running those machines is good and while you're setting up documenting show people how you set it up you know people are interested oh one of those guys every good time they go to a concert some fancy event the guys are at the 30 channel mixer so you could really go through and say give like little tutorials and then let's throw in youtube over there you become a professional by youtubing or podcast um because instagram is very short it's more like add excitement bomb 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 that would be better for doing live concerts or short little things you're doing in the studio or talking about new equipment that you got or getting or think of getting or analyzing. So YouTube and podcast, I would say, makes you a professional and that will drive business to you because, oh, so the guy really knows what he's talking about audio equipment and how to pick the right equipment, what to do, which channels. Um, so a YouTube would definitely do bring you as professional and throwing that into the mix, which I forgot. Right. So what you're saying is basically... Uh, there's no need to stick strictly to one channel when it comes to social media. And what you're saying is that uh, YouTube might be a good place to create tech reviews of audio equipment, detailed tech reviews, which gives you credibility if people are looking for you. And when it comes to Instagram, just short Insta stories. Mostly, I know you didn't say this, I'm completely putting words in your mouth right now, I'm just going to do that anyway, um, to remind people that you exist. Correct. Mm -hmm. I would say also people are, are checking Instagram more than they're checking podcasts, you know? Well, I guess that probably depends on the, uh, A, the age of a person, and B, how long their commute is. Because <laughs> if you have a long commute, I met someone the other day, his commute is, he, uh, he's, he had a job for about 30 years, and then the company moved. He wasn't prepared to quit his job. He's in his 50s, but he, so while he wasn't prepared to quit, instead he just took on a significantly longer commute. And what that means is I got to introduce him to podcasts. So all of a sudden, instead of doing nothing for close to an hour and a half each way, because how long does a newspaper keep you busy? And yes, you know, if someone is 50 years old, he absolutely is still getting a newspaper. But how long does it keep you busy until you run out of things to do? Almost three hours of commuting each way. So yes, I got to introduce him to podcasts and audiobooks. And if just by the way, if you want to explain to somebody what a podcast is, because that's very often a question especially for people from a bit of an older generation, what is a podcast? And the simplest answer I have is a digital version of a magazine. So you have real books, the dead tree, you know, you have dead tree books, and then you have dead tree magazines. 
in the audio world, you've got your audiobooks, and then you've got your podcasts. It is Podcasts are to audiobooks what magazines are to real books. So if you like magazines and you don't know what podcasts are, check them out. Would you call it a lecture? A lecture? It really depends. If you're listening to... Um, the, one of the podcasts I have is for, that I listen to is from a clinical psychologist. He, I would absolutely classify his as lectures, while on the other hand, I have a history podcast that I really enjoy from the Wondery Network called American History Tellers. Well, for, hold on. One quick difference. Insta story is 15 seconds. A podcast is average 30 minutes to hour or plus, correct? Okay. You don't find 60-second podcasts, do you? Uh, you don't, but that would be a really cool niche. Okay. So, sixty-second daily podcast. I should try that. I should launch that. I'm, I'm, I might leave you out of that one, though. <laughs> but I definitely think for podcast, especially if you have no business, because once you're having business and you're doing concerts and you're doing studio recordings, then it's easy to uh, film it, and it's always interesting. A new location, new this, new that, new venue, and obviously doing Instagram Live or Facebook Live while you're on the job could be a great marketing platform. Um, but let's say you have no job, so there's nothing to take pictures of. <laughs> so in that case, I think product review is a great way to start because uh, the product doesn't need to sign up, hire you. You just have to talk about the product and you can sit in B&H and talk about it while you're in B&H. I'm sure they'll be happy if you do that. Well, I mean, yes, but um, I mean, uh Wow, someone just tried to come into the room and he walked away and completely threw me off my train of thought. Now, I'm still more than capable of talking about nothing and I will continue to do so as soon as we, you know, get, you know gather up my thoughts over here. And that is... Uh, sorry? Okay. Um, so right. we said product review, YouTube, talking about the products and what's the best way to do it. Obviously linking, make sure your information is in the video that there could be a follow-up contact. You know, obviously just simple, obvious things. Instagram, like I said, if you're an audio podcast trainer, which is very unique and less than 1% of people do this, then you just do little stories, 15 seconds, and you equipment. Snapchat, I don't use, so I can't talk about you, Snapchat, I I do not use Snapchat. When, Snap, when I first heard about Snapchat, it was more for people sending suggestive pictures to each other, and I sort of never got over that concept, even though I'm very well aware that that is not what Snapchat is anymore. But um, that was... But Twitter... I don't use. Do you use Twitter, Yassi? I have a Twitter account. I, I use it usually to let companies know if they've done a good job. I don't use it to complain very much. I try to keep... I have very, very strong political opinions. I generally tend to be an opinionated person, um, which is actually why I got off of Facebook. I understand that it's a very valuable platform, but it's also very, very easy to fight with strangers. So I got off of Facebook and I refuse to discuss politics with anyone on Twitter. Something so one thing I wanted to just say different to Instagram, Facebook, Instagram isn't really shareable. If you like something, it's not really shareable as opposed to Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube could be shared on Facebook and sharing, so that's the value of each one. So obviously, if you're, if all, any of them are too hard, do all of them. If you're a shy person, do I come across as shy to you? <laughs> you should just post pictures. Don't do any, don't say, don't do nothing. Obviously, the more human you are, the more valuable valuable it is, and more people connect to you because people looking to connect to humans. They're not looking just to look at websites and brochures. They want to know who is the person behind this business. Well, yes and no. Mark Zuckerberg has a very popular Facebook page, and no one believes that he's actually human. So, 
the more human you are, and I would say it's the bottom line with social media. There's this artist uh, that I know about. You know, we're, we're based in my art gallery, the VM Art Gallery. Obviously, you probably know because you're following us on our Instagram account. But those on and the if podcast, you're not following on Instagram, if you're listening in the podcast, what's the website or Instagram page? It's Levine Judaica Art Gallery. Levine with two eyes. Two eyes. You correct. have two eyes. Levine has two eyes. Check it correct. out. Correct. Um, so, the more human you are, you win. There's an artist I know who sells all her art just from Instagram and Facebook, and she gets very connected to it and talks about it. And she does very, very well. And she definitely, you know, competes with us in our space here just from Instagram. But she's very focusing on the human part, and that's what really will make you win on social media. All right. And uh, speaking of human, oh, shoot, I didn't hit record. And there's a good human reaction. No, I absolutely did hit record. So see, again, that was something for those of you following on Instagram, a little bonus for you, just to see the, the Moshe face. Well, we would, but uh, considering that I that we don't live in the same neighborhood, uh, it wouldn't really work every week. It would work the weeks that we're both in the same place. I feel like a live Skype, or we could do a live Skype, or we could we could just record six episodes back to back right now, <laughs> all night, <laughs> all nighter. So yeah, human, be human on, on on social media, you will win. And obviously, sign up to findapro.com and do your short fifteen second video. That's find with a Y, F-Y-N-D, findapro.com. It's a great platform to sell your services. Check it out. So, yeah, we spoke about social media, and we spoke last week about calling all your friends and family. They're going to be your first people that will listen or care about what you have to sell and trust you. And Yossi says, don't go to networking events because they're all a bunch of losers. Anything else we want to get to talk, what else we should talk about about starting a business? Just to clarify, I didn't say they were all a bunch of losers. What I did say was that they were, and these are the, if, if you spent any time on the internet and you've run into a guy named Ramit, he's an Indian business guy. And his thing is that networking events are basically groups of broke people all trying to sell each other things. So if you're trying to compete in a space uh, with, um, with, you're trying to compete in a very, very crowded space, let's say. Um, okay, moving on. Next thing I want to say is number four. Actually, we should do like a, a list to this. But patience. Um, when you open up your door to your store or your business, a little secret, people are not going to start streaming in. Um the first day, the first month, or the first, I don't want to get you scared, but maybe for six months, you may not get a single customer. So either you may want to close the business down or just be patient and try to tune in to see the things that work. Um, Can I add scary music to that in post? <laughs> so there are times when I'm sitting here in an art gallery, we could sit a week, two weeks, and not sell, sell a single painting, and then suddenly in week number three we sell like six paintings so that really makes up for it and a lot of commission-based businesses are like that or any business that you own you're gonna have to have a lot of patience and really those times when things get busy are the times that really cover for everything and make it all worth it but you really need to enjoy the process to have the patience so it, some people say oh you have to have patience 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 but I would say enjoying the process will really help you with the patience because you're enjoying the waiting part. And what I'd probably say is go for patience guided by wisdom. 
because eventually, if you've been at something for two or three years and you still haven't made one sale, maybe you're doing something wrong. Maybe consider bringing on somebody to help you, somebody who actually knows what they're doing, or maybe you're just not that good at what you're pushing. You, might, you, 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 you won't know that sometimes until you get some outside help. Along those lines, I would say number five is getting a mentor. If you can find a mentor <clears throat> to help you uh, with your business, it will be very, very helpful. Sometimes it's hard to find that person, but that person may not be the person you think will be. You can also go on to finding a business coach, but what I find with business coaches, their whole business is being a business coach, so it could be very, very expensive and unaffordable. Um, a simple, easy thing to do for a mentor, actually, is you, let's say you're, I don't know, 15 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old. I'm sure there are retail businesses that you've been patronizing for 20 to 30 years. And you definitely have leverage there of the retail store. Just say, walk and say, hello, uh, Michael or hi, whatever it is. Do you mind? I need, I want to know if I could borrow like five minutes of your time starting a new business. You've been doing this for 30 years. Do you mind sharing me some ideas or tips? how to start my business, because most people probably start their businesses. And just go to your first line of fire. Obviously, if you have a family member or a friend that's in business for a long time, go to them, bother them. And what I find with people who start their own business are very happy to share their experiences, their wins, their losses with you. So go to those people, just say, hey, just can you help me out? And do not be afraid to ask. Most people are not that scary. Um, as in with my art gallery here, one of the things I do is I just um, stand outside my gallery since we're on the second floor. We cannot afford the retail here in Brooklyn. is very expensive. So I just schlep people up the stairs. And the funny thing is 90, I don't know, 95% of people ask to schlep up 18 steps. Usually do not throw eggs in my face when I ask them. But the other 5% do. <laughs> And once in a while, I get like a dirty smirk, but almost no nothing. So just ask, and uh, you'll learn a lot. Now, the question is for someone like me who doesn't have a physical space, for someone like me who is selling a service, asking for money, asking for the sale can be extremely uncomfortable because money is an extremely touchy subject. So while I may have the confidence that a service is good, that something that I have to offer here is actually valuable, and that... You know, take you know, take again my you know my business as an example. If somebody has a, if, let's say someone already has a podcast, but his audio is really, really no good. I can think of a few examples of that off the top of my head. I'm not going to slander them on this show, but if they have, you know, they already have a podcast, they've found the value in it, but their audio is really, really bad, and there's so much good out there that if their audio is just no good, even if people find them, they're gonna tune in once and they're never gonna come back because they couldn't hear anything properly. And it's one thing if the guest has bad audio because you know maybe it was a bad phone connection, but if even the host and the intro music are just garbage, audio quality-wise, go, even going over to someone like that and asking them for money, asking for a sale, is extremely uncomfortable for the geek in this conversation, for me. So how do you move past that? Um, yeah, the uh, one obvious thing we didn't talk about is you need to know who 
is your potential customers. So once you know who your potential customers are, um, you probably will not sell diapers to a 60-year-old man. Uh, <laughs> bad example. But you probably sell diapers to a 30-year-old, 30 to 40, 20-year-old mother who needs to buy diapers, and therefore you will only call those people. So in this case with podcasts, great, I didn't even think of it, Yossi, but finding people who have podcasts, in this case of Yossi's business, it's all public information. So all you have to do is um, try to search locally. I've never searched podcast websites, but I'm assuming you can maybe search locally or not at all. Well, you want to search locally, doing, you want to do in-person training, but you can probably you can do training over the phone to Yossi for your business? Um, it depends how far along they are. I have done training for somebody who had all the equipment set up. He just didn't have good settings. And so I trained him and... Um, so I guess you could train over the phone, but you just have to pick up the phone or email directly to these people. Say, hey, I've been listening to your podcast or you haven't listened to your podcast. I heard part of your podcast and I think your content is great, but your audio quality could definitely improve. Here's a sample of, of audio that I do and I'm, help, I'm happy to discuss options how to improve your quality. So I would say email slash call slash knock on the door of the people who you're trying to meet. Um, I would say the best way to do it is really knock on the door. It's very old fashioned. Um, it's the hardest no to get, but it's also the hardest no for the person to tell you. So it's high risk, high return, high reward. Showing up in person is still the number one best way to sell something one on one, especially when you're starting. Obviously you're an established business for five years. Like right now, We've been running our art gallery for two and a half years. Only in the past six months have we started getting inbound calls of people interested in buying our art. So when I say patience before, we're talking about two years. Finally, we're getting inbound calls about inquiring about uh, buying art. So a lot of patience and call your target customers. So for example, we do a lot of shows. We do not do sh art shows because art is more expensive item. We don't do them in the projects. Uh, of places people who don't have any money. So if you're selling a high-end item like like art or watches or jewelry, you want to be selling your high-end stuff where rich people hang out. Like like Brooklyn. <laughs> so right now we're never located near some high-end restaurant, so we're in the right spot. Uh, you know, we're on the second floor, which makes it more difficult, but we're in the right place, we're in the, in the area. Um, if you're selling cheap jewelry, then you should go to the projects. You should go to the low income areas. Everyone buys jewelry and especially, and poor people as well. So you could open up a store there. So be around your customers. And uh, so in case of Yelsey's podcast services, call, email, and show up to your customers. It's not easy. Um, if it's hard for you, I would tell you unofficially, take a few shots of uh, L'Chaim alcohol and it will, definitely hopefully help you, not too much, or anything else that will get you, bring you the courage. Because one thing you'll see in business, everything, it's not that, it's very scary to go and call email and show up to people. But once you do it, you'll see that it's not that bad and no one's gonna bite you or throw tomatoes at you. Um, and many people will be impressed that you're going out there and you're pushing it. And that itself, that you're going out there will bring you business because they see you're someone who could take the hits, someone who doesn't mind getting a no, someone who could handle the pressure and the grit of real life. And when someone's using your service or product, you wanna know that 
you are that type of person that could uh, handle it. Right. So one thing I would ask is when you finally do work up the courage to go and ask somebody, you know, to, to go and call prospects, to go and, you know, to go and try and make a sale, the big question is, who are you calling? Who are you asking for? Who do you want to talk to? And how do you figure that out? Uh, because there were times that I'm awful on the phone. I'm very good. I, I'm very good face to face. I'm very decent by email, but I'm miserable on the phone. And when I finally psych myself up and take you know six shots, um, because I went to yeshiva and I can handle that much alcohol uh, and still make a call, the big question was, okay, who am I calling? And when I do get through to a business. Who am I asking for? I used to sell video. I, I used to sell video services. And while you can watch the videos I put out, my technical skills were good. My sales skills were basically non-existent. I would call people. I would sometimes, you know, call businesses and then, you know, freeze because who am I asking for? I'm talking to a secretary now. How do you figure out who the decision maker is? Who you want to be talking to? Um, obviously, it depends on the size. Nothing's obvious. <laughs> That's the point of our podcast. Nothing is obvious. It depends on the size of the business. If it's a small business, you want to speak to the owner. In the bigger businesses, there are marketing departments. Let's say you're talking about your video commercial services that you want to be speaking to. In general, the owner is the best person to speak to. Um, it's because they're the one that actually signs a check by the end of the day. But in the larger companies, if you're being specialized, the owner is not being involved in video or marketing production, so it would be not so point. However, if you spoke to the owner of IBM, the CEO, um, if he recommends your service to the marketing department, they will definitely take it, consider it strongly. So definitely, anytime speaking to the boss, the owner, is always the best option and route to take. So if you call up and you're saying, oh, I'm looking, f um, hello, this is Yossi. I'm looking to speak to Michael Savage about uh, the audio quality. Who would be the best person to talk to about that? Because I, you know, I, I'm a long time fan listener. And yeah, and then they'll either say, oh, leave a message for this guy, or they probably won't hang up the phone on you. LinkedIn, a great new way to stalk and connect to many, many, many people. LinkedIn Premium, if you can't get to the person in the regular way. Um, yeah, just message them. Just straight out message. I think, who said Steve Jobs had it? Uh, the f said that he called up Michael Dell for some parts or something. We were living in San Francisco, and he looked at the phone book, and Mr. Mr. Dell picked the phone. He said, sure, I have some extra parts for your latest computer project. And he sent him the parts. So don't be afraid to ask and call and just be comfortable on the phone. Yeah, I do this service, either help you there or not. As we said in the last show, the best people to speak to is your friends and family, and especially the ones that are popular and have big mouths and people listen to them. Those are the best people always to talk to because when a stranger calls up on a phone call, it's hard to know or trust or validate the person. No, <clears throat> and now... Um... Well, I also wanna say, whatever we're talking about now, has to do with employees as well. We're talking about the most extreme case of a business owner. But if someone's an employee, they're looking for a job, every single step and point we said here has to do with someone finding their job. If you're a social media person and you have a built-out social media influence, guess what? Companies will want and trust you to do, excuse me, trust you to do their marketing. If you're applying for a job and you have five trillion people with marketing degrees, 
However, you're, you're, on your resume, you're saying that you have 20,000 Instagram followers or LinkedIn connections, blah, blah, blah. They will differentiate you and consider you more than everyone else. The same thing is about finding a job, calling your friends or family, having patience, the process, finding a mentor. Every single thing I said, I said here is, is applicable to finding a job as well. You agree with that, Yossi? Uh, it doesn't matter if I agree or not. You're the business guy here. Uh, <laughs> tell me if it doesn't make sense. Oh, a lot of this makes sense. Um, the question is what works. That's always the question. Uh, There's no one way that works for anything. You have to try everything. Put yourself out there and you will win because 90% of people do not do anything what I'm talking about right now. And therefore, I would like to tell people, there is no competition when you're willing to go all out because most people don't. And on that happy note, um, we're going to wrap this up for this week. Oh, how long was that? That was close to 30 minutes. Wow. Um, Yeah, you see, I told you I could talk about nothing for an extended period of time. Apparently, so can you. (laughs) So, so um, yeah, so um, I guess key takeaways from this is stalk people relentlessly um, until they say, I actually, um, I, I heard Damon John speak in Philadelphia, and he said that he went and, uh, he, he and his friend went to LL Cool J's ho- uh, house, and they just, like, they asked him, what do we do to be successful in business? And he's like, you should really stalk the people that you want to be like until they give you some attention. And he and his friend said, that sounds like a great idea. And they went home, they got high as a kite, and they're standing around thinking to themselves, who can we stalk, who can we stalk? And finally they were like, why don't we stalk LL Cool J? He's successful. So they went back to his house, instead of knocking on the door, they just like hung out outside. And um, well, things ended up working out pretty well for Damon John. Um, yeah. So I want to share a story. Uh, the rabbi in Cincinnati, Rabbi Compenson, he was giving a class on Mitzayim. Mitzayim is, uh, is doing outreach door-to-door, hard calls, hardcore sales. And he said, some, one of the students, the high school boys, yeshiva boys, says, what happens if you knock on the door and they say they're not interested in talking to you? So he told the Bachar very confidently, go through the window. Um, so l- try everything and anything. First look around for cops, I'd say. But yes. Cops? Th- yeah, if you want to go in through the window. But then try anything and everything, uh, especially if you don't see any cops. And um, on that happy note, if you want to fi- find out more about Moshe over here, he's on Instagram, at Leviam Judaica. If you just search Leviam, he should come up. There aren't very many Leviam on Instagram. I am at MediaBloke. Um and we'll post it on Insta's live story, right? So well, uh, yeah, we could we, uh, we could save the live so people can see it in the next twenty four hours, and within the next few hours, this show will be up on iTunes and Google Play, and anywhere else where you might catch podcasts. And the name of the show? And the name of the show is Geek Meets Business. But if you are listening to this on iTunes, you probably know that already. Because you are listening to it on iTunes, and that's what the cover art says in big bold letters. Thank nice you. Nice design, though. You made it. I used Adobe Spark to make it. It looks very good. It people looks... were impressed. I showed people. Like, Whoa, awesome. It's very impressive logo there. You see, I do. I told you, I'm, I'm a proper geek. If it needs to be figured out on a technical level, I will figure it out. So, um, like I said last week, I'll, I may drop this piece of audio in at the beginning. This podcast is brought to you by no one, and uh, we are. 
open to taking sponsorship from anyone that wants to pay us money to continue to talk about nothing. Uh, have yourselves a wonderful night or day or whatever time it is that you're listening to this. I'm going to go have those six shots and make some calls.